What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Log On Games podcast for Friday, August the 18th. On this episode today, we are going to be talking about Baldur's Gate 3 blowing up the entire world, uh, setting storm to everything and everyone that has a PC right now, I guess. Because you know, I'm, I'm just over here on PS5 just waiting, you know. Wait, so wait, yeah, let me ask. Is it is it it's exclusive to PC? Um. It's not exclusive, it's, but it's the only thing it's out on now. It's coming to PlayStation oh. soon, and then oh, okay. Xbox is having too many problems for it to come over there, if I remember correctly. But oh, Microsoft. Right. I can find it. I can find it. Uh, we're also going to be talking <laughs> about uh, Destiny because we have a new member of the podcast here. We have Carlos with us. You can find him at Raffle on my waffles wherever you want to. Welcome to Hello. the podcast, Carlos. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I am so freaking excited. I've only wanted to do this for like longest time. Uh, He's not lying. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, come on, man. You guys can I, can I, when are you going to host me as a guest on there? <laughs> well, see, uh, we've had people filtering out. Obviously, if you're watching this or listening to this, you've heard people throughout the years, people get busy, people build games or get too big for us and so they leave us and uh, we cry and we mourn <laughs> but so when we're looking for new people you know the first thing i say is andrew who's somebody that also likes destiny so we can only <laughs> oh that's the criteria it's like interview question right away uh have you ever played destiny <laughs> for, have for you ever Matt, played destiny? Like the fourth wheel now it, it's yeah. funny because like <laughs> and like out. You know, Brown Andrew knows this. Like, I <laughs> I didn't grow up playing Destiny. Um, I actually hated Destiny. I when it was first <laughs> unveiled, um, I was like ready for Halo. I'm like, oh come on, Bungie, yeah. give us a new Halo game. And then Destiny came out, and I'm like, well, this is not what I wanted. And I kind of ignored it for the longest time. And I knew people loved it. Uh, and then one of our mutual friends that introduced us, like he he's really He's a good salesman. Uh, eventually, he he. You know that that meme of like uh, Shaq like superimposed on like Thanos, and you're like he doesn't want yeah. something. It's like they do the medicine. That's what Destiny was. And then, <laughs> you know, like two thousand hours and a thousand dollars later, like I'm yeah. like sunk into this game. So that's funny. I was in a like my friend group that time was very much halo people and so mm -hmm. when destiny one came out like the alpha or whatever we were in and it was exactly what you said like this is not at all what i thought it was going to be but then we just kept playing it and we're like you know screw it we're yeah it's like it's it's it. it's different uh, and also like gunplay it's just <laughs> oh the perfect. alpha gunplay we should just have a whole alpha destiny podcast we should do just talk about all the greatness that was that uh, also with us on the podcast, you can find him at Brown Berserker. We have Andrew with us on the podcast today. Yo. Beep, 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 beep. What's up? Floor time, if I hit floor times, then the dogs start freaking out. So They don't freak out over the gong? <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, wow. Now. Andrew, what's up? Chilling, man. Chilling in my, nice. my northern... You know, set mid seventies weather. It's great. <laughs> yeah, what's been doing your life, man? Because like, uh, you know, like I just I don't hear from you. No, it's true. Like so, yeah. Like I I I I used to be daily in the Discord, and like um, I think the last thing I I played in there with these guys was maybe like a week or two ago, probably longer than that. Well, uh, which is uh, Diablo. But yeah, like leaning, getting closer to this um, this uh, Japan trip. I've kind of just like hunkered down. We're, we're crossing the uh, the T's and dotting the I's and making sure we know our routes and all that crap and trying to book stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Besides that, gaming-wise, I've been pretty light. Uh, I've been doing some Steam Deck gaming at night in the bed, but like during the nice. day, like it's just been a lot of research and freshening up on studying, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. What percent prepared would you guys, would you say you're at right now? As far as all your planning goes, how, how close are you to, to being fully 
I guess once you leave to go to the airport, it's a hundred percent. But uh, let's say, yeah, let's say ninety percent because, like, there's just so uh, to be specific. The one thing that we don't do when we travel is uh, travel by bus, and we're going to a, a a southern island, and they don't like have a train system, so we have to like learn their bus system. Now, mm. in in reality, it shouldn't be that different, but like. That's kind of our concern is like, yeah. we're going to try to ride the bus and then land somewhere we're not supposed to. So <laughs> That's part it's of an the experience. fun, Andrew. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we want to welcome everybody to the Log On Games podcast. This is the weekly show which our hosts discuss a variety of gaming news topics from new games, big announcements, events, and more. New episodes upload every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever it is that you want to stream your podcast at, you can watch us in video form at youtube.com backslash at logon games. And if you are watching us over there, hit that subscribe button. Or we'll get another Destiny host on. <laughs> what I what I like is that like Carlos is like bringing the colors. You know what I'm saying? Like look at like the, the different like his jacket and then like the lights behind him. You know, like, I'm in you, the mood, man. You know, I lots of I'm colors. In, I like it. I like it. I've been attached <laughs> to this jacket. I thrifted this. Dude. This is straight from like '93. Like it's oh, legit. that's what's like, up. Vintage. That's what's up. Oh, this episode of the Logon Games podcast is brought to you by Zencaster. <gasps> that is where we record all of our podcasts at and have been for the better part of two years, two and a half years. I'd say so, um, yeah. You can go to Zencaster.com backslash pricing and use our code logongames, and you will get 30% off your first month of a Zencaster paid plan. So if That's you are lot. looking to start a podcast, if you're looking to switch to something that is for... Uh, Everybody from myself who's a very simple person who's like, listen, I just want life to be easy. I just want to be able to send a link and everybody hop on. It records everything locally. It makes my life a lot so easier. So simple, man. So simple. Or you can go big. They have like you can produce on here. You can upload on here. They'll shoot it out to the world. You can do different audio, different video, all sorts of stuff. I haven't messed too much with the production side on here, but um, who knows? I will in the future. We'll see. But 30% off, that's log on games, all one word, all lowercase. Uh, and you can follow us as well at log on games pretty much everywhere on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, X. X. Follow oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. We, never post, we never post there, but you can follow us on there. So here's a question How long is it going to take till we stop saying Twitter and we say X? Because I don't think we're ever saying X. Um, no, right? that's. Everywhere besides this podcast, <laughs> I say Twitter, but on this podcast, I'm doing X every time. Just so you can. Oh I'm doing that. I'm back up too. I'm hoping one day you shoot back and then the chair just shoots out as well. Well, I mean, this chair is on its last legs. I've had it oh, okay. some time. Um, <laughs> we mostly post on Instagram, which also goes to our Facebook. So if you want to actually keep up with this, Instagram and Facebook are the way to go. And sometimes TikTok, especially... Next, what is the 22nd? Is that Tuesday? Tuesday. Next Tuesday, the Destiny Final Shape stream is happening, and we will be doing live reactions to that. Um, and usually, I know last year we had a TikTok out of that, thanks to Andrew. So, Wait, thanks to me? What? I don't remember I'm that. I'm pretty sure. You, we Maybe probably did some lying. TikTok stuff. I don't remember that. Okay, cool. <laughs> you don't remember our wonderful stream last year? It's our highest viewed video on YouTube no, it still is. to this it day. Is, it is the highest viewed video. On oh, really? YouTube. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Out of everything nice. that's happened in the last the light, two yeah. years that we've been on YouTube, just the Lightfall. The Lightfall one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you know, and then for Lightfall to be the state that it's in. I know, yeah. right? <sighs> We've talked about that recently. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Like you can go, you can have an whole episode just on the breakdown oh, of like We've done it multiple. Oh, we've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna get to the topics. We're gonna talk about Baldur's Gate three because if we start with Destiny, we might not ever stop. Um, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So I'm gonna read an article from uh, Dexerto. Baldur's Gate 3 director says its success allows for more ambitious games. 
Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 has surpassed everyone's expectation to be a massive critical success. No one seems more pleasantly surprised by this than the game's developer, Larian Studios. While the team is known for making great RPGs, Baldur's Gate 3 is easily its biggest project to date. While celebrating this success and praising those who worked hard on it, Baldur's Gate 3 director, oh God, Swen Vin... <laughs> Vin oh I don't know. Where are they Swen. His name's Swen, guys. Uh, when the game's success means so much to its developers and what it means for Larian's future. Uh, according to Vinch, the success of Baldur's Gate 3 means Larian can keep making games like it. The rising cost of game development and relatively niche status of CRPG genre makes a huge ambitious title like Baldur's Gate 3 a huge risk. For many smaller studios, it simply wouldn't be possible to make a game like this, especially with Larian's level of polish. So I have not played Baldur's Gate 3. I've watched so many TikToks. Just an ungodly amount of Baldur's Gate 3 TikToks. Um... But I haven't played it myself. But it has set the world on fire. (laughs) Carlos, you've played it. You are playing it. You are inside of it. How how is it feeling? Um, It's interesting because um, I also come from like seven years of playing D&D. So I'm like hardcore D&D player. Um, But also I played Divinity 2. And so two things I've enjoyed uh, coming into this game. It... uh, it married it so well. It's it's insane. I feel like if you're unfamiliar with D&D and you want to get into D&D, uh, jumping into this game is really cool. Uh, it's got really good explanations on like why you roll, you know, let's say roll advantage. Mm-hmm. Why are you rolling advantage? Or uh, what your modifiers do to help your rolls if you're trying to succeed in something. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the spells are from you know 5e, uh and i would say there's like a few tweaks to like some of the spells and how they work but overall i think it gives you a good understanding on uh just how the combat system in dnd works how the spells work um and uh yeah it's been good uh i've recently i was trying to play it yesterday i ran into a weird issue where um my my game is crashing now i think it's related to my graphics card not the game itself because i've had this issue with uh, Diablo 4. Uh, so, but overall, it runs well on a Steam Deck. Um, so, that's what's up. There you go. Um, there's a couple of things you have to do. I think you have to turn off VSync and like turn on like, you know, some other settings, but it runs pretty well. So, I can play it at work on my lunch breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And it borrows some really cool elements from Divinity, which is just like, uh, how you interact, communicate with like the NPCs, the camera movements, uh, the amount of things that you can explore, just about everything is like you can touch, you can mess with, you can do something. That's so cool. Um, so it's really cool in that regard. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've I've been having a, a blast playing it. So what is what does the multiplayer look like for this? So the multiplayer or just the party in general is uh, four players. Um, They go through and like you could be, uh, you know, like level nine or ten. And and in D&D, the leveling is very important because it's not like other games where you can get to like level 100 in like a week where you're playing like, uh, you know, Diablo or something like the, the max level in D&D is 20. So to get the level 20 is very rare. Uh, I mean, you will, I'm sure, by the end of this game. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, you get crazy powerful by that point. So, I, you know, I haven't gotten that far in a game, but I feel like if they're kind of really true to, like, the play style of 5e, that it feels rewarding every time you level up. Um, so when you play uh, and you, let's say, a friend wants to join when they make a character, they'll come in at that level that you're at. So they're not having the catch okay. up. Everyone is the same level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did notice one thing, and I'm kind of wondering if they're going to uh, address it. Um, we found out uh, yesterday, so we had someone join our party to play the campaign, but his schedule doesn't make it where he can always be on when we are. So um, we were like, all right, well, let's try to move his character out or something like that. And it turns out after some research and some issues, like once they're in your party, uh they're in your party like you can't send them oh, to camp. Wow. you can't get rid of them um which 
his character was a warlock. So personally, I'm happy to keep them in the party. Uh, once you learn a class as in D&D, warlocks can be like freaking insane. Um, other than that, uh, yeah. So you, it, you know, if you get disconnected or something like that and you drop off, uh, then, you know, someone just takes over your character until you come back and they have this grouping system. So like, let's say like my buddy and I are both playing, uh, and we're controlling two characters each. So you can actually like assign who the other players could control and they do uh, everything cool. with that character. So, uh, yeah, multiplayer is pretty cool though. It's nice. That's cool. So like I've I've not played too much much D and D or anything like that in my day. Uh, some Pokemon D and D stuff uh, happened <laughs> during COVID because Pokemon D and D like Pokemon theme D and D. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's I'd like to see. That. Um, <laughs> so that's like my extent with that. But with the, with a game like this, essentially you could have like, four, you and three other friends just play the entire game together. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because what I did with this with both of my playthroughs, I got a solo and a group playthrough is I actually am using my D&D characters. So I got their stats sheets and I'm going to level them exactly how I did in D&D, multi-class, like whatever, and role play them just like I would like my D&D characters, which is very exciting as a person who does play it that like you can kind of immerse your characters in other universes because one mm. of my characters I made uh, he's actually an original character I made in Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Mm. Uh, he's a drow. He's a, he's a dark elf. He's an assassin. And then when I get Oblivion, I made him in that game. I made him in Skyrim. And then I brought him a D and D. So I, it's really cool to persist characters when you really get into it. Um, are there plans for expansions or DLCs or new stories or anything? Or have they said anything about it? Um, I haven't seen anything about it. I think, uh, for, um, like divinity, there was one, maybe two DLCs or like additional con. I think there's like, there's the definitive edition. I don't remember what all it entails, like what they've added to it. But, um, I mean, just like the way the game is set up, it's, you know, you can play like, through the axe, it could it'll probably take like 120 hours if you maybe want to Jeez. play it through. But there's so much you can if you want to spend hundreds of hours to truly explore the game, like you know, I think they said there was something like 17,000 different endings. Uh, and already what? based <laughs> Yeah. God. And it's interesting because my single playthrough and the one I'm doing with, with her buddy, uh, we're getting to the same parts, but like already, and it's earlier in the game, already things are different. I'm like, wow, like this is you know, this wasn't my mm -hmm. experience when I played it. So it seems like they put a lot of effort into the, like the decision tree and, you know, for any sort of RPG that lets you make your decisions, like, you know, you want them to matter. And I, I, I know that can be very complicated. Mm -hmm. um, and I think to their success, when it comes to having a lot to do in the game, um, I think their, their uh, early access is, I think one of the biggest keys to the success for that. I wonder when it comes to PlayStation, if there'll be a trophy for getting all the endings, you know? And no way. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, yeah, they, they set the bar high for like platinum to get platinum. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hard platinum. It's a real hard platinum. Andrew, what about you? Baller's Gate just came out of nowhere. We talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I think when the game first came out, literally all we did on the podcast was like, hey, Baldur's Gate 3 is out, and that's all we said. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so it was one of those things where, like, when it was first announced, I had no interest. Even last year, I had no interest. But, like, when I started finding out, like, the D&D &D elements of it, and like Carlos was saying, you can, like, you know, have a, you can do a weekly campaign with your friends. That sounds mm -hmm. fun to me. That sounds, so all of those things combined is definitely pulling me in that direction, and it's making me more intrigued into the game for sure. So I, I I do want to check it out. I at this point I do want to check so it out. We're playing with your friends. There is so much freedom. You don't even have to be in the same like remote area. Your other friend can just go you know way off somewhere else, make decisions, meet people, and you know it has some impact on the story with whatever they're you know they're doing is going to impact all of you. But you're free to go do what you want. You're not necessarily tied to being close by. Like you can just roam the world. 
See, but yeah, see, I'd, I'd want to experience everything as a group. I don't think oh, I'd want to be separate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They give the option to, though. Like, um, oh, there's a cave. You guys all want to go explore it? Yeah, cool. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. let's see what, yeah. Yeah, because in D&D, and that's, that's what you do. Nice cave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those deep, dark caves. Yes. <laughs> all right, oh, well, my sick. So... What this title of this uh, article is, is it allows for more ambitious games. Do we think, obviously games take a long time to make. So mm-hmm. with the success of this, if someone wanted to start making now, we probably wouldn't see it for like three or four years. So I'm just going to say now, do we think in two, three or four years, we're just going to see an influx of games like this? Is that possible? I was going to ask, what does uh, ambitious mean specifically? And are we talking about open-ended game with thousands of endings? Is that are we talking about like them replicating what Baldur's Gate did? I think like similar to like like a D and D type of game. D and D like type, right uh, now, you you would think if you're going to a Sony or Microsoft or like EA or whatever, mm-hmm. and you go in there with a freaking, I mean, right now if you go in there with a a multiplayer heist shooter game right now, they're going to be like, yeah, green light that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me sad. (laughs) And so I'm wondering if a game's success like this will make at least some people think twice about, you know, at least having these developers that want to do something out of the box or there's probably developers that wanted to do something like this for a long time, but they've been getting nose back. So, do we think we're going to just see more, both from smaller indie people and then maybe bigger studios? I just maybe someone just buys. Alone, yeah. Maybe just someone just buys these developers. You know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think so. Um, well, I mean, in terms of like RPG games, yeah, it's been a long time uh, since we've had something like like this. Uh, as far as. Uh, how complete it feels and i i think not only just for rpgs but any game in general i think the biggest problem we have today is you know we're dealing with um incomplete games we're dealing with uh broken games buggy games uh constant pushback of deadlines uh you know the list goes on like you can have a whole episode on just the state of the gaming industry um but i think what they've done is you know it's something equivalent to like German engineering or, you know, the Chick-fil-A drive-through experience where they have a system uh, that has worked for them. And I, I don't think you have to necessarily make a game that lets you have crazy open endings. I think you just have to approach your development uh, ideas from a, a different angle. Like what is it that they're doing that allows, you know, them to do what they did was it you know the early access like i feel like the early early access was a big part and a lot of games do early access um Mm -hmm. and to some extent like it worked for some games for other games it doesn't i just think it depends on how reactive you can be how you take your feedback um and you know just listen to the players honestly i feel like that's one of the simplest things you can do is like listen to what the players want uh, you know, these guys, they they weren't expecting this game to blow up the way it was because they weren't looking at the money. They weren't looking at, you know, profit margins and what the Q4 yeah. is going to look like. You know, it was definitely like, you know, we want this game to really speak, you know, volumes of the passion we have for, you know, what we do. Like, we want to show people mm-hmm. we love what we do. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's a big part of, and I don't know, it's like, why is it so hard for the suits to just kind of take that cue? Uh, and I think it's because like, you know, you guys were saying last week with the live service games and, uh, you know, or even just how some games do monetization. It's like, it's just people are going to keep buying the stuff, you know, because it just, it's flashy, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, they have a formula, and it's it's working. I mean, it's a different type of game, but Starfield coming up soon, that's also this giant, like, massive kind of do-whatever-you-want kind yeah. of game. If mm-hmm. it lands, too, and we can get both of these types of games in the game of, year, game of the year conversation, 
would be good. I think. I, th- uh, I think if Starfield does become very successful, uh, I think it would like put a little bit of hope that I, you know, in Bethesda, because right now, I don't know, you know, like they, Skyrim is very old, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's been ported many times. It's, it's a game that it, it's had its time and it's time to move on. Uh, and, you know, there's the whole Fallout 76 fiasco. Uh, and we have Elder Scrolls six, which it's been, there's nothing, you know, and yeah, we're waiting a long time for this game to, to finally come out. So I think like if Starfield does succeed, I think it's a good turnaround for something that's like triple a size, like Microsoft Bethesda versus Larian and, you know, or even just like smaller indie games that are, you know, are just very successful. Mm-hmm. Andrew, who buys the studio? Mm. <laughs> I, my my guts would say microsoft ver- versus sony i, yeah, I it seems like, like a more microsoft was, thing to uh pick up the studio they've been eating some places they've been eating some some studios. oh uh they are from uh they're located in belgium belgium okay yep so so i i, Good I know it wasn't on it wasn't on <laughs> uh the andrews uh list but Carlos, did you think that this would be a goatee contender? Uh, personally, no. Uh, just because, and I, I know you guys have probably brought this point up, but the type of game it is. You know, it's a very mm. niche style of game. You know, uh, Divinity was really fun, uh, but it it didn't quite grab the headlines like this game has. Uh, so I was like, I was looking forward to it. You know, I wanted to play it. You know, enjoy it, whatever, but. Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting this. I don't think anybody was, but man, when we at the end of this year, when we go back and we just look at all the games that came out in 2023, it's going to be ridiculous. It's a good year. So here, man, well, here's the thing year. though: did this game just curb stomp Diablo? <laughs> well, I don't think this game <laughs> did that. They did it to themselves. Like Activision, they. I think they kind of, and you know, I feel like they kind of did the Halo Infinite approach where mm. they released the game and then there's like the season stuff. But like, I think even uh, Sargus brought it up at one point, but like, what, what next? What is after? How do you keep yeah. something like that interesting and keep it going, you know, uh, as, as a live service game? And then when they did that update and did all the nerfing, you know, yeah, you kind of dug your own grave there. Yeah. So. And there was also a lot of Destiny players like that went, and this was like the first Diablo game that they played. Not even Destiny players, but just like live service people that were interested in Diablo, and then to realize that like oh, I have to create a new character and start. Yeah, over. every season, do the season <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that, I understand that's, that's the Diablo way, but for a lot of new players, they're like, I don't want. Why would I don't? I just want my one character. No. You know? So I think that was also a little bit of a turn off, but we'll see. It, it'll be a interesting now because this is a game that no one expected to be a part of the game of the year conversation like we had Dude, our this... game of the year podcast couple podcasts ago and this uh, was like yeah this list is gonna be nasty like i can't yeah. wait till like the end of the year podcast talking about like game of the year stuff man it's gonna be awesome do you guys do like uh i got some friends that do like um they do like brackets for like the oscars and stuff have you ever tried doing that for like game of the year like bracket like, or like like, bingo? Dra- like yeah like fantasy it's almost like fantasy like they they kind of have we've I, done, we've done yeah. a fantasy uh the fantasy critic league before okay yeah. um but we have not done one i think we just did it one year and we haven't done it since so we mm. may go back to it we may go back to it who knows if we can convince andrew to go back to it yeah i didn't participate <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's move on to uh Star of the show, per usual. Star of the show. <laughs> like we said at the beginning of the show, you know, we have someone new on. We make sure they like Destiny. Uh, that's the new rule <laughs> that we implemented just now. So we can't but Andrew, there's not a problem. talk about Destiny right now. He, he's not a warlock, man. That's the problem. Oh, stop. That's classes. That you're amongst warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> that's classes. <laughs> I think so, everyone has got their own. They, they bring something to the table, regardless of class. 
No, hey, everything's great except Titans, so it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) We, me and Andrew did a whole Destiny episode, probably what, like a month, month and a half ago, something like that. Uh So I'm not going to get into the weeds of (laughs) the state of Destiny right now, because we pretty much already did that. If you're interested, it's pretty much the same. You can go back a month and find our episode. But recent news... As of two days ago, this is from Polygon.com. On Tuesday, Blackburn posted a video of himself talking on his personal Twitter, which is a format the studio has never used before. In this 16-minute video, Blackburn talks about the state of the game article a few weeks ago, what went wrong with it, how Bungie is fixing the pain points in the future, and what players can expect in next week's reveal. The bulk of Blackburn's time in the video is about PvP, which has been a pain point in the community for years. According to Blackburn, Bungie now believes that putting out one map a year isn't great for the game. Uh, Counter to what the the State of the Game article had suggested. Instead, Bungie will work to release multiple Crucible maps each year in a single map pack. Blackburn has also spoke about creating a PvP strike team whose jobs will be to brainstorm fixes, communicate them to the community, and implement them in, uh, very quickly. Bungie has used this kind of tactic before when the game was in a bad state between the Curse of Osiris and Warmind expansions back in 2018. Uh, there's more. He pretty much just talks about the final shape stuff, which we will talk about next. But Yeah. Uh, Carlos, I don't know about you. I know that myself and Andrew both don't care about PvP really at all. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's one of those things <laughs> where, you know, I gotta, I gotta do my weeklies, you know, I gotta yeah. get my ass kicked in crucible and then just let it end. And, you know, and then gambit is a whole nother thing. That's, there's mixed opinions in our group about gambit, you know, yeah, I, I'm pro gambit. I, Same. I would not be sad <laughs> if gambit disappeared. Um, I like no, I I like the PVE competing part of it, but it's insane when you're like, you know, sixty modes deep destroying people, and then they bring this invader that's just like wiping the team like Wipe crazy. Team and I'm out, like, yeah. I don't want to deal with you. I want to fight these guys and just I, pick up modes. I agree. I would it like game it way better if there was no PVP aspect at all. Yeah, um, race to but, race the PVE. You know. Yeah, yeah, but you know we can't have it all. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually something I saw today. I mean, like there people are speculating that Gambit is just going to go because they keep bringing Probably. up PVP. They're always bringing up something about needs to be fixed about the game. But Gambit is. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. I will play Gambit before. Like I'll do Gambit bounties before I do PVP bounties. I'll yeah. only do PVP bounties if I am forced by threat of death. To do see carlos yeah. you, you even you man if we get like a four squad gambit's fun you can't you can't say it's not fun when you got a full squad it's we better be than playing play. it's better than playing you know like uh try i don't do trials like i just i can't like yeah. that's i my i don't sweat enough to play trials uh so <laughs> yeah if i had to pick that or like iron banner iron banner is like it's whatever but yeah if you got a good squad you know, you have your invader, your one invader that's yep. really good. Yep. I can deal with it for a little bit. <laughs> I got I, I got my Gambit Jade Stone, so, you know. There you go. <laughs> um, Andrew, what, are, what about you? What do you think about PvP, PvP map pack? Um, Squad, so PvP I, strike team. I've always felt that Destiny is first and foremost a PvE game. Uh, so I never felt like there should be a focus on uh, PvP. On the flip side of that statement, a community did grow from Destiny 1 that was strictly PvP, which bled into P- uh, Destiny 2. And I have felt for them, like truly, like the lack mm-hmm. of updates, the lack of maps, and they've still just stuck around through it all. Um, I feel like in recent years, um, you know, if they want to admit it or not, I think their PvP focus went to another game. And mm-hmm. I, I think there has been some neglect in Destiny's PvP because of this new game coming, which is which is fine and dandy. Halo and like I said, space. I commend all the PvP players that have stuck it out this long. And 
they're just going through the trenches and still playing. But uh, I've always wondered why, like, why why they weren't getting maps. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. as as big as Bungie has gotten, you know, why can't you like like he said on that video, like allocate a team just for PvP maps? I've said the same thing about PVE in regards to why can't we have a team to just freshen up the mechanics in the game instead of grabbing a glowing orb and dunking it here and throwing it there. We've been doing this for yeah. years. Like, um, but to, uh, to, to close that comment, I have not been, I've never really been a PVP guy. Like Carlos says, you know, like an event comes out, there's a new armor set weapon, whatever the guys want to squat up and like shoot some people up. Cool. It's not going to be my go-to. I'd rather raid. I'd rather do dungeons, etc., etc., etc. But, uh, I'm glad to hear for the, uh, PVP community that there are good things coming. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like yeah. they, uh, it, it's not fair. Um, and I think it's one of those things that maybe Bungie should be a little bit more tra- transparent. I feel like, yeah, the rumors mm. are there. Like, you know, oh, there is another game. Well, we, we all know what that game is. And just like, Hey, you know, like tell us, you know, what's, what's actually going on so that Joe Blackburn doesn't have to be on it. And I feel bad for him too, because I, you know, he says that a lot of stuff does go through him for his approval and the guy looks, I mean, just in the video, you can just see like his, his eyes look tired, man. You know, <laughs> he's, he, he has not been having a good time. And I know like, you know, we got the final shape coming up. There's, there's like, they've, they've had to mash the emergency button. If you're calling in a strike team to come fix your PVP, because like deadlines for final shape are coming around. You know, we yeah. just got Keith David to do Zavala's voice, yeah. a very talented voice actor uh, who's, you know, he's got quite uh, uh, IMDb under his belt. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure they want to make sure that he comes on and he feels like he is really bringing something to uh, a game that means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. So, uh I, I, you know, I feel bad for Joe. That's a very stressful place to be. The other thing with that video too is I think he said that video was filmed like a while ago. And the problem for me is I felt like they were um, holding back all the juicy stuff and they were trying to like get by with what they put in that state of the game when the reality is they should have put all the juicy stuff in there to like, you know, re-excite us and like set that flame off. Yes. And unfortunately, they released the state of the play across the board, the internet, social media, everyone dumped on it. And then he had to do what he did with that 60 minute video just to give us some form of reassurance and be like, look, we've got the juicy stuff. We just didn't stay we just didn't say it in there. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I apologize. Well, here's the juicy stuff. Now we're all like, cool, there's hope for destiny. So yeah, I, I just I don't know why they held back. That's they have, a, the way they I have feel. a habit of doing that lately. Yeah. You know, anytime anything yeah. big is about to drop, we're excited. Like they've been getting waiting to get closer and closer to release before actually putting anything out. Mm-hmm. Yep. It almost seems like they're distracted, like they're making two other games or something, you know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have, like I said, we have the final shape stream blowout hopefully tuesday august 22nd at 12 p.m eastern time because we are all on the east coast beast coast and represent what so we talked about it on our podcast andrew where our excitement slash expectation label levels were at an all-time low as far as like a new unfortunately how are you feeling now we are like five days away how are you feeling Okay, so uh, they released a teaser today, which I did not watch, but they did, or somebody leaked uh, Warlock Armor. I got it in the outline right now, big dog. I watched the video, yeah. Okay, see, I haven't. So I the think teaser's they, only, uh, well, the teaser I have in the outline is very short. They show that new armor seconds. in that teaser, right? That Warlock? Uh, yeah. Okay. Are you ta- you're talking about, like, in the ship? Yeah. 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 So... That armor looks very Savathun, correct? No? I have to go back and look. Actually, I'm going to pull so the video. The video, I don't think, has the armor, but I don't. I do know what you're talking about because I saw yeah. like a leaked. 
Oh, I've seen it. It looked kind of Eris Mornish. Exactly. Savathun-ish. Very Eris Morn. Yep, Savathun. Um, so I would say that has stirred my thoughts a lot more. I'm not going to say that I'm sitting here like an eight-year-old waiting for Christmas for that uh, announcement because, sure. unfortunately, we've we've been burned a bit lately. And I mean, I'm an OG, you're an OG, you know, he's got enough credibility under his belt to, you know what I'm saying? To be disappointed. (laughs) So, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm curious. I'm still curious. I wouldn't say I'm more excited now than I was two weeks ago, but uh, just the curiosity levels are definitely through the roof. Uh, Hopeful. I'm, I'm feeling hopeful, especially after that 60 minute video from the director. So one thing that, I kind of always think about when we get an expansion. Um, that collector's edition. Oh, wait, no. sorry. Okay. Which, <laughs> Wrong person. Which for this, <laughs> they've said this. They said uh, that the Final Shape campaign and the raid will tie the knot around the Light and yes. Darkness saga or whatever. Yeah. And I think about this every time there's a, an expansion of like, there's always the big baddie. Mm-hmm. And then and then th- that's usually the big baddie of the campaign. Yes. And then for the raid, they're like, oh, well, here's this even worse baddie that comes yeah. out of nowhere. I'm, I'm curious on how they're going to do it with this. Like, is the witness going to be the raid boss, the big baddie for the campaign, or is he the raid big baddie? No, it's going to be have- witness's mom. And she's going <laughs> to, yes. she's going to have this like, like, that's what it always this, is. It's going to be this stuff, like, like slipper that has the galaxy like whirling around it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. That, dude. I feel like yeah, you killed the witness. You pissed off her mom. Yeah, you she's pissed off her mom. Revenge, she's got the slipper oh, ready, yeah. and she's her got her dog. It's, it's the whole family, you know. Like the witness's mom is the final boss. The dog is the, the second one. Yeah. Dude, oh, cousin dude. Jeff is the first boss. No, yeah, yeah, the whole raid is you're going through the family. Oh, yeah. bro, yes, <laughs> yes, dude. If you it know, ends up being like that. I'm going to lose. <laughs> that would be terrifying because like if the witness was the first one, like who is, is, is dad like the final boss yeah. boss? No, we or, fight or, Peepaw. That's like boss yeah, of the rape, right? <laughs> I mean, the thing is though, like, I mean, just from what we saw in the story of his, of, of the witnesses origins of its origins that, you know, the collective people of this race essentially are like, you know, uh, it's like just one th- entity conglomerate thing of like everyone yeah so yeah. like maybe you what if you killed the witness and then all they all spill out and yeah like the family spills out like from its head and then like you have to go yeah you yeah, fight that's our and then they, they, yeah as you finish the raid the raid is the start of the raid is like the the witness's corpse and like each of the family members is an encounter of the raid and you can kind of see like clues like bits and pieces of like oh god like what family member we're gonna fight next in this encounter i i i I don't like this idea and i like this idea because i want it to happen (laughs) but you know it is not this right no it's definitely not no it's what i always think about for these it's story-wise because this is the bow on this whole saga Mm -hmm. yeah how are they gonna make if we because we more than likely i would assume they're gonna kill the witness at the end of the campaign and then there's still a raid. So you would think killing the witness would be like the end of everything. But somehow it's not supposed to be. It's Tannix. Like that's what's going on in my, oh my, in my head. Like, or are they just going to be like, you You now have to refight different versions of Sabbath. Yeah. All these people. Uh, yeah. Or like, you know, the second health bar of the witness. You think he's dead and you see this, the health bar. Yeah. Well, like, like with Sabathun at the end, when we, the ghost. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, I I liked that, you know, like that was a really cool thing, and I think you know, like the the Witch Queen was a cool campaign, but like the Hive Guardians, especially when we're playing them in GMs, dude, they're insane. And then like, and I know they talked about it like in their um, showcase the year before of how exciting it is to like you're doing this raid or whatever or a GM and you. You kill a, a one of their uh, their guardians, and you're like, "Oh god, go go kill kill the ghost!" You know, you want to finish it. And it's that stress of like getting it before. Yeah, and I still feel yeah. that sometimes. We're doing GMs. It's like, "Oh god, like don't forget," because when they come yeah. back, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Anything else, Andrew? What are you thinking? Final shape. Now, so if I go back to this article, he says, 
Um, what has my thoughts stirring is if they used they they originally talked about the final shape being kind of comparing it to the Avengers. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, does that mean like all of our allies are going to be there and there's going to be this huge battle? I think so. Or are we going to like lose somebody important? Like, what does that mean? I and I I think Tony I hope Stark it is, is like some. Die. I hope it's like some huge war or something. That'd be like super cool. I could see that because like with the uh, Lightfall, you know, I think people were disappointed with the cinematics when they're like the filler arc. Yeah. The whole filler arc where, you know, <laughs> this one cut scene spanned across the that entire so campaign. And they're yeah. like, well, why are these, why are, why are heroes sitting behind this glass just watching this happen? Like, what are they doing? You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> it's like Dragon Ball Z and you're fighting Cell and everybody's just sitting there watching the tournament. It's like, you know, you all could just fight Cell at the same time and like, <laughs> Kill him, you know, bro. It's a tournament. You can't, man. Everything is a tournament in Dragon Ball, dude. Everything's a tournament. In this um, article, it says finally Blackburn did offer some teases for the final shape reveal. He told players not to ex- expect any major system changes to appear in the showcase, and that's mm. instead focused on a wider audience. While doing this, however, he dropped news that Zer will be getting a major overhaul next expansion including the reintroduction of strange coins and players will get a reworked HUD that better displays buffs and debuffs. Oh, I can't wait for that. The thing that has me the most hopeful is the fact that this, this expansion coming out is going to be the true sequel to the witch queen. Whereas I keep calling Lightfall the filler arc because like, I guess they felt like they could stretch it out into an expansion. I feel this is going to be, the true sequel and the quality we got in the Witch Queen. This is what this expansion is going to be. That's mm-hmm. what's got me hopeful. So, and I wonder, like, how much campaign are we getting? There seems like there's still so much to wrap up, you know. And then we have like the, the um, video where you know Icora's talking to Cade. Yeah, and it's like everyone's yeah. excited. How relevant is he going to be? You know, in this story, this last yeah. bit of the arc. And all, along with the rest of the Avengers, I'm kind of scared. It's it's a it's a huge, it's a huge ball to hit. You know, like they they really got to knock it out now. Like, oh, they have to because if they a couple years ago said that, oh, we have ten more years of Destiny planned. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, you know, so far where we're at now and being this close to the end, it's like, what more could you possibly do? You know, uh, yeah. It was, Depending on how you wrap this up, like what is this next story you're you're going to tell? Oh, Andrew, I'm going to take your question and ask Carlos because I'm very curious now because we have another Destiny mm-hmm. guy. Yep. What what does the future look like for you, or what would you like the next iteration of Destiny? Shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I honestly I just randomly think about that from time to time. The game has okay. really done something to me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, two things. One, from a development perspective, I and I, I know people are probably split on this. Like a Destiny three coming out with a good core foundation of code to build upon, I, I think will. De- Agree. <laughs> you know, the Tiger Engine is cool. I haven't watched Cross's video on Tiger Engine yet. I'm going to watch that at some point. Uh, yeah, Unreal would be cool, but like, yeah, you know, you want this game to last this long, you you can't deal with these headaches like this mm-hmm. continuously because the game, I'm not going to say it's got spaghetti code because I know developers don't like using that term uh, when there's a lot more to understand, but we know like there's, you know, why does Telesso keep breaking the game if you're updating <laughs> something else, you know, like how far into yeah. the code does this one item go? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when the light and dark saga ends, first of all, I would like to see just a complete overhaul, if not just have a D3, yeah. um, because you have a new title, you have new characters, you have a story to tell uh, that could help carry the game another 10 years. Uh, but as far as story goes, man, I I have no idea. Like, what are subclasses I'm going to look like? Like, does the light mm-hmm. and dark exist still? You know, we have... The final shape we know we have a third subclass third dark subclass coming out right so you know we're only going to be able to play with that for so long and yeah. then and then what did we lose the light are we going to look at uh you know the story from somewhere else in the universe 
Uh, I don't know. One thing I, I, I kind of wondered though, and this is just my brain just looking at stuff, but like when they showed the inside of the traveler and it's Ikora sitting there talking with Cade, you know, from the outside, you see the traveler, you see this portal, but mm-hmm. then from the other side, you see this planet, but you also see the entire night sky. You you see this mm-hmm. whole other place. So, like, is this an alternate universe? Like, what else is out there in this place, or is it somewhere in the same universe? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yep. If I had my my hopes, I should say for the final shape, we see a new subclass. Um, I like the idea that we've heard of the whole expansion is inside of the traveler and it's like a pretty beefy giant area. Um, was like a new what, tower, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and all that. And a new unique enemy type would be great as well. Oh my please. Like, God, please. Those are the three things. Like if, if I, when we're watching the stream, those are the three things I'm looking for. I fully expect not to get all three of them, but if I could get two or three of them, two out of three, that'd be great. Yeah, Do you I think, think they'll reveal the new subclass in that that's reveal what I'm stream? I think so. I think they'll reveal everything. Hope okay. Oh, that's my did hope. they say? Did they say? Is it like 45 minutes or something? It's a long one. I think. I think it's because like, they said they're going to reveal stuff about what happens after the final shape too, which I don't know yep. how you can, how much of that. Yeah. You can really say, I'm not expecting too much of that, honestly, except for maybe, oh, did you like, see... we will continue the destiny Two story. Somebody on the Bungie team the said shape. that they believe the Vex is going to be. Oh uh, yeah. A re- uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, coming back as a, as a threat. And I'm like, okay, can we bring something new? Can we yeah. stop with this? Like, I mean, please. that, yeah, that's fair. But also, like, that's such a loose end. It's like, they have to tie that up somehow. You know, like, yeah. what the hell have the Vex been doing this whole time? Like, come on, like, you know, they're... You know, Maybe they that's pop- the raid. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, Another Vex raid? <laughs> Vault of Glass 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same raid. They just... Uh, yeah for that subclass though i mean there have been some leaks about it like i mean i I, what do you think it is i have no idea yeah i just like for it to be like if you could pick the new dark subclass like what would it be i would i'm a poison guy so i still want the poison thing yeah the poison yeah i wish that i i I want i like strand strand is cool poison i think you can do something similar to poison with like in Diablo terms, like bleed, you know, mm-hmm. <gasps> dude. What if it's like Siva yeah. and you infect people with Siva? Yeah, damage over one. time. Let's go. Yeah, that's Get one that people Siva have talked STDs about. To everybody, Siva, yeah, Siva, but STDs, but C- the S is for Siva. <laughs> what's yeah? So like, what's weird? Like Carlos is like Siva was like <clears throat> such a big deal in uh, D one and the expansion it came with. Mm-hmm. And I think it's weird they never brought it back in the D2. And it was such a prominent thing in D1. But also, like, like how do you tie that into a darkness subclass, though? Uh, yeah, I guess when you're looking at it from that perspective. You just yeah. say it. You just say darkness. <laughs> they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Darkness. <laughs> so dark. You, so you get dark. My Chemical Romance to uh, play... They're playing. You get my Mad Chemical Romance song during the final shape stream. Oh, okay. And then you can call it the dark. You can call it a darkness subclass. Then. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, any final thoughts on anything in the world before we end out this podcast? Uh, there's too many games, and you should pace yourself and don't feel the need to buy and play everything. That's fair. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> also, you know, take breaks when you need to uh, from certain games. Uh, this has been a very social summer because I have not been playing Destiny. I feel like uh, I feel like from us sometimes like it's like, damn, that guy's always out doing a bunch of stuff. And it's like, because I'm not playing Destiny. He's not playing Destiny. Like, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, don't burn yourself out on. You and say I touch think, grass, people. 
touchdowns. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's an issue with like, you know, the fan base and some people, yeah, you know, like you, we, we grind a lot in that game. So like, you know, you kind of get a little bit of burnout and then when something goes wrong, it's like, it's the thing that kind of sets you off. Like maybe take a step back, you know, like, like Joe Blackburn was saying for the safety of their, their community managers and, and devs, like don't, don't get that angry to the point where you're like threatening them. Like if you got to threaten somebody's life on the internet, who's like making this game for you, like, yeah, go play something else. It's sad. You know, uh, there are so many other good games out there too. Um, waiting to be discovered so oh yeah um my final thoughts is going to be make sure that you buy every single game that comes out uh, <laughs> because you want you want to play it so you don't miss out on the, all the conversations you, know? you gotta so catch them all stay in your room as long as possible catch all of them and uh if you you know if you can find your mom's credit card and use it you know Buy buy everything. I don't you know, condone Fortnite what dances. <laughs> I, I I've got a confession to make. Uh, I have one too. You go first. <laughs> so uh, early early in the Xbox Live days, I didn't have Xbox Live. Um, my mom was not about to pay fifty dollars a year because that was just too much. He had so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so I lip because back then Xbox, all the games, a lot of the games came with the two month trials. And yeah. so I literally lived off of those where I would go to GameStop or whatever it was at the time it was before GameStop and they would have all their cases up there, but they would leave the booklets. They would leave the two month oh trials God. in there, <laughs> and they would let me take them. And so I yep. was like, hey, can I? They, so I had a stack of them and I was every two months I was making a new gamer tag. That's um, what's up. Wow. And then, but so what happened, here's the guilty part. Okay. Uh, and I, my mom already knows this. So uh, <laughs> she gave me her credit card because you need a credit card to put down for the trial. So when it expires then it charges uh, and she told me her credit card number one time I memorized it. And so for every two month trial, <laughs> I was putting her credit card details in there. And I, yeah, the one time I forgot, she lost her sh- dude. She called Microsoft support. She was like Ooh. yelling at them on the phone to like cancel the membership. And that's when I was like, I got to get a job. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so ever since then, yeah, you know, that, 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 that's what happened with that. Uh, don't, don't use your parents' credit card. Don't let I them find out. Similar in high school. I did that as well. My dad would come in with his credit card statement and be like, what is this $15 for Xbox Live? I just, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't even have, look, look, I can show you. I don't even have What's your information. Xbox? I, don't even, what, I don't even know it. <laughs> this is a PlayStation. You, you know me. I play Wii exclusively. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, my, my confession is a little bit more lighthearted. It's just riding off of what you said, Andrew. I do... I am one of those people that do have a bit of FOMO when it comes to gaming and stuff. Like I know these guys are doing their like Baldur's Gate thing and I'm like, oh my God, that sounds like so much fun. But like I, as an adult, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. you're, yeah, you have a trip coming. You, you don't need to be doing that. I, 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 I got Diablo 4, I think two weeks later. And, you know, there were people still playing it, but like you, like you want to be part of that buzz, you know what I'm saying? And like, I do have a bit of FOMO when it comes to that stuff. So... The the way I get around that is I will buy games like Diablo. They, friends are going to buy, other people are going to play. But if it's a single player game, I'll wait. Like yeah, I yeah. Uh, really badly want to play Final Fantasy 16 still. Oh, I forgot but about that one. But I'm still on Hogwarts, so I'm just oh, riding wow. that Hogwarts. Train you still haven't until... beat that? Nope. I still haven't beat it either. I mean, oh my! God. But I've got. Like, I mean, I've been. I've been. That that that's another game. It's not on the the realm of like a Starfield or Skyrim or anything like that. But like, there's a lot to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot yeah. to do, and I yeah. and I could just like blaze through the story. And I've thought about it because that's what I did essentially with God of War when I came back to beat it. Was like I'm just gonna do story missions and not worry about side stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's a little bit harder for me with Hogwarts because like, it's kind of Breath of the Wildish where it's just. I just want to sign in and just do whatever I feel. Just like live, doing, live, you know? in mm-hmm. yeah, live in the world. Live in the world. Yep. So it's it's I taking feel a little bit longer. I feel. I got to catch all the beasts. You know, I got to find all the pages. I got to hit Revelio <laughs> like 
3,500 oh times God. in one yeah. room just it's so I make sure things. I'm not missing anything. Rebellio. <laughs> Rebellio. <laughs> imagine like being at Hogwarts and this kid is running around just like Rebellio. Yes, yes, we get it. We get it. We kicked out so fast. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening again. You can find us at Log On Games pretty much everywhere. Uh, you can watch us at youtube.com backslash at Log On Games. Uh, if you want to see our beautiful faces and Two of us have Destiny stuff in the background. So two of us are fans. Actual fans. Wow. Yeah, um, what's what's going on? What's going on here? I love it, though. Don't get me wrong. I love it. You got pins? Put your, put your, put your like, one of your medallion, put one of your pins up there. <laughs> He's like, I got I got a pin. Your shoe, your shoe jacket. Oh, my pins. There you go. There you go. There you go. But it needs to be, like, it's not in the shot, so I don't know if it counts. I know, I know, I know. Um, I got gotcha. you. We're going to thank you all for listening. We will be with you again next Friday. See you. Oh, let's break it.